The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 114, recorded September 21st, 2021. My name is Joe Becker. I am one half of the KyberCast team. The other mouth of this team is... The bigger mouth, <laughs> but just physically bigger mouth is me, Michael Diaz. How's it going? Doing all right, Michael. My arm is my arm is re, is uh, healing. Oh, that's right. You got another tattoo and a Star Wars one. I bet yeah. it is. It's uh, a Princess Leia uh, with a vintage barber pole cane. It's kind of a cool. Okay, I, I couldn't quite make that out in the picture you sent me. So that yeah, that makes sense now. Yeah, um, it was fun to do. Uh, I'm glad that you know I gave uh, right. Uh, I'm gonna a shout out to Matt Pike here in the Grand Rapids area as my tattoo artist. Um, but uh, I gave him artistic freedom. I like this is what I'm looking for, and I'm glad he went with the original Leia costume and didn't go for the the cheap uh, slave Leia for the pinup. So I kind of yeah, with the taped breasts instead of the gold breasts. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm I'm actually looking at the picture right now, and I'm I'm seeing that cane. That's badass. Yeah. So I'm digging it. It's an American traditional style, so you have to really understand that style to know that it's pretty tight for American traditional. He's really good at it. So I'm excited. I've been waiting a year for this one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I always wait oh, one yeah. year. I, I figure out what I want, and then I wait a year. That's probably smart. Yeah. That's probably the only reason why I don't have a tattoo is because I've thought of different things I've wanted since I was like 18, 19. Right. But then eventually don't care about those <clears throat> things anymore. So maybe a tattoo is not the best thing for me. No, no. <clears throat> so, Just yeah. You know, I'm going to end up with like, you know, can you see me wearing a tattoo? I don't know what was was fashionable, like. Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, no, actually, I don't know. It depends if it's something you care. Like put put it this way: if you, depending on what kind of tattoo style you like, like I could totally see you getting a um, real uh, realistic version of like your dog. Well, I now mean, I have to get that. Like that could be done. Like the, there's really good people that do pets, pet tattoos. Like I can see you doing that. I can do that. Yeah. Maybe they're paw prints. Yeah, a lot of people do that, yeah. See? That their, I would not be against. With their name or initials and dates or whatever. And then across my chest in English letters, my family name. Only if you do the old English D, starting okay. with, the, with the D. Of course. That's my family name. Right. You know, but I, you're, getting, gonna, you're getting L.A. style there, though. You're going to go black, all black and gray prison tat? Like, yeah, I'm going to – That's I'm not a cholo. <laughs> I would look like a cholo if I had that, but I'm not a cholo. Yeah, I don't really know if that what that word means. Like, I don't cholo? understand. Yeah, but I know it's like gangs. I don't know if it's gangs. Like, you'd have to tell me what it means. I don't yeah, really know what it is. Is that what it means? Yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure. Years, years, and years ago, when my dad was going through cancer, we had to shave his head. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of cholos have shaved heads, right? No, I don't know. I don't know the culture, so I can't. I see like. Oh. Well, I'll see it on a movie or something, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's pr- yeah, projected just, correctly. Just Google Cholo, and you'll see almost okay. all of them have shaved heads, right? Okay. They're almost all bald. Not all, okay. almost all of them. Right. And uh, so when my dad was going through cancer, we shaved his head. And ever since, uh, we called him Papa Cholo. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Because he looked like a Cholo. Awesome, awesome. So you had a good week? I had a great week. How about you? Yeah, can't complain, man. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. And we'll get, I mean, not much to tell here, but, you know, good times. Good times. Um, So, not big on news this week, but since, you know, coming off of what we talked about last week in Dune, um, 
Looks like it's starting to do pretty well overseas, uh, box office wise. I'm a little ticked that it didn't come out around the world at the same time. So why do we have to wait a month while like Europe already has it and other areas uh, already have the movie and, and it's review it's v- reviewing well and box office take as well. But we don't know what's going to happen when it comes here because on the same day and date as we discussed last week, it's going to be on HBO Max and what will that do to the box office? That's going to kill it. Yeah. I, I don't care how fantastic it is. It's not going to do that well because it's streaming on HBO for free. Right. So we don't know, will they look at the box out? We, we said we didn't hear the criteria as to how what would it take to get the sequel going. But good news is it's doing well overseas. Maybe that'll be, that's something I didn't think about last week when we said, uh, you know, what would it take? Um, you know, because there's no HBO Max overseas. Right. But my question is, like, what's well? I thought I saw numbers of like 30 million. Well, it's only like in a few countries, so like small places. But this is like, what, a $150, $250 million movie? Yeah. So you got to consider marketing on top of that, all the delays. I mean, don't get me wrong, $30 million overseas in Europe, that's really fantastic. But if they're going to make a second one, it's going to have to kick ass in the U.S. Right. I'm, I'm I'm not trying to, I'm not dissing the movie at all. I'm excited. I want to see it. I'm probably going to see it on HBO Max. Yeah. I'm not. I'm going to go see it on IMAX, if possible, because that's how it's meant to be. And that's fine. But right there, I realize this is a very small and unscientific sample size. But right it's there- It's 50%. <laughs> it's 50%. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you, and arguably, you're you're a stronger person that would go to the theater in general anyways- Yes. Than anybody else because of what the subject matter is and everything, you know. Well, a perfect microcosm of all this is I was going to watch Shang-Chi at home because I thought there would be a pirated ver- or another uh-huh. version. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't. So I had to go see it in the theater. I don't regret seeing it in the theater. I, I enjoyed well, it. But you saw it at the drive-in, right? No. Oh, I went to an thought, internal okay. theater. Okay. I thought you said drive-in for some reason. No, I went to a small theater here in town, not one of the bigger chains, because mm-hmm. I was thinking, this place is, I mean, it can't be that busy. And it actually got pretty busy. So, yeah, I sat there, mask on the entire film, uh, enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah. But that's the first movie I've seen in a theater, maybe since Christmas 2019. Right. Yeah, me too. No. Yeah, that's the first one I've been back to. Um, but yeah, I mean, but, January, February, are usually not big film release dates. Um, I mean, somewhere in there, I saw the farewell with Aquafina. Right. But that Aquafina may have been the last film I saw in the theater. Wow. Or not Aquafina, the farewell. Right. So, so all you that to say, nothing's going to switch you to see it, uh, in the theater though. Yeah, uh, COVID going away. That would switch real quick. Yeah, it's not going to go away. It may it may never, uh, ever go away. So, I mean. Well, okay, maybe not ever go away, but uh, how about uh, 95% of the population, 90, 95% of the population vaccinated? How about that's, that? That's never going to happen either. Yeah, well, people are stupid. Yeah, but that's never. I mean, I guess not to go down this road too far, but that you know that's never going to happen. We're, we're going to be lucky to get to 68% in this country. So, does that mean you're never going to go to the theater again? No, well, eventually, because, okay, eventually enough people are going to have gotten COVID, and with vaccinations, we should eventually hit herd immunity to a degree. Mm-hmm. And COVID shots are here to stay. It's going to be like the flu shot. Yep. Every year or every six months, you're going to have to get a shot. I'm okay with that. Right. So... Once we get to that point where people aren't still dying in mass, then yeah, I'll be, I'll have no problem. All right. Well, anyways, I I completely, I mean, I did see Mm Shang-Chi. I probably will see other films, but uh, I think if I do see another film, it's going to be like on a Saturday or Sunday morning where there's less likely to be people in there. I think or, uh, I think an early version of Dune at IMAX. I don't think a lot of little kids are going to go to this, so it's not a Marvel thing. It's going to be Dune people, and like you know, a three o'clock show 
is perfect. Like, I don't think there's gonna be a lot of people. I mean, I'm it depends. Um, I'm perfectly fine watching it at home for now. Yeah. If it really blows my mind, I might go see it in the theater too, but that's a big if. Yeah. Once you see it on TV, I don't know if I would pay for it afterwards. I just kind of want to see, I want to see what, how he, the director intended it. I want to see it in IMAX full blistering sound and all that stuff. I want to experience it. I hear you. I want to see it that way too. I just don't trust people. No, I totally agree. I'll take my chances, I guess, is the best best way I could say it. Um, all right. Well, that's one thing. The other piece of news tomorrow, well, in a few hours, actually, the Star Wars Visions animation series, or I don't want to say series. Um, I'll, let's call it Animation Film Festival because <laughs> it's uh, everything's going to be released at once of the anime style Star Wars uh, will be up tomorrow. And I probably will watch it all because I think each one is like 12 or 13 minutes. I think the, the longest one is 20 minutes. So you can watch a few, stop, watch a few later. You know, I see Michael, you might be able to catch it on your lunch break. We'll see because I got to watch. I watch What If on lunch as well. So I'll probably get, I'll probably grab an episode or two on lunch. Yeah. we Yeah. You, you have to watch uh, What If on the day it comes out. It's hitting you that well. Yeah, I, I like it. I know we talked about it. <laughs> we'll get into the one F episode this week later on is one of our main topics. Um, but I think for me, obviously as a star Wars idiot, um, I will make quicker time of that than what if for sure. I, you know, I, I don't want to taint things, but I've, I've seen just snippets of, cause the embargo is out, out. So people are out reviewing it already. Right. Did it hurt you? So now, whatever the reviews say, so you're not going to watch it because it did it get bad reviews? No, 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 not at all. Well, I don't know. I haven't dug into the reviews, but the few little headlines I've caught, I, I'm trying to avoid them. Right. Sound very, very positive, and some even saying, I mean, I want to say one said something. This is the best Star Wars has been in decades. So, I that really doesn't change my thought because after we saw the trailer, I think you and I were both pretty hyped. Oh yeah. So, and, you know, a lot of this, I mean, Star Wars borrowed, you know, almost whole cloth in many ways from Akira Kurosawa. So right. here you had, you know, George Lucas stealing from the the East and now the West is saying, hey, show us your version of what Star Wars to be to the East. So it's, it's come full circle. I'm excited. Um, the fact that I'm hearing some good buzz may, you know, tick that excitement up a little bit, but I was already, I was already hyped already. I cool. think it looks fantastic. Yeah. You? Oh yeah, of course. You know me. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I don't know much about anime, but I'm gonna, I think this might be one of those things that gets me into it. Maybe, maybe not. No, it's not. No. <laughs> okay. Why? I mean, I, well, yeah, but I, I, for you, I think the driving factor is that Star Wars. Yeah. But I mean. Maybe it'll like, I don't know. Maybe it'll say, "Well, what's the next thing? Should I watch Akira? I never watched it. It's supposedly one of the best, right?" Yeah, I enjoyed it. It's yeah. it's good. It's really good. Yeah. I've got all the manga. Yeah. So who knows? All right. Will you take the next piece of news since it's our third and final piece of news? <laughs> well, they announced it previously, but today they kind of came out with what it is. So Disney Plus Day. Is coming this November 12th. What does that mean? They hyped it before, but so what we're finding out is on November 12th, uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings hits Disney Plus, as does The Jungle Cruise, which if you're into that. It's a good movie. Uh, then I'll take your word for it. I'll probably never see it. It's a fun, goofy, like, uh, Trying to think of an equivalent, Pirates of the Caribbean, but not quite up to that. It's it's up there though. I'd say just under Pirates of the Caribbean. Kind of obviously, it's another ride film, right? But same same kind of thing. I thoroughly loved the first Pirates. The oh yeah, the was, whole world did. Right, it was fantastic. Yeah, the second one was so boring. Yeah, I have not bothered since. So yeah. I think I've I've missed three of the. The third, five. it gets like. Th- 
third gets pretty good, but like all movies, they kind of, you know, they fade as they go. Yeah. Uh, And there's going to be a bunch of other stuff coming out. I mean, whether or not this interests you, there's uh, an Olaf show. There's a new short from the Simpsons, but what appeals to mostly to the geeks, I think are the news. We're going to see a star Wars special, which apparently is going to get into the history of the biggest, baddest, Biggest, baddest, bounty hunter of them all, Boba Fett. Yeah, well, obviously we're going to get a preview of uh, Book of Boba Fett, clearly. And maybe some other backstory stuff that, you know, how he changed the name of his ship. Um, (laughs) Which they shouldn't have. No, well, Boba did it, right? He's going to come out and say it. Right, right. Um, Who knows? But yeah. I like how these uh, they're, they're putting these days out there, like D23, Star Wars Celebration, now Disney Plus Day. Well, I, I mean, Amazon Day. Yeah. Or Prime the, Day, I should say. The, the hype right. chain, man, the hype chain. Yeah, well, Prime Day, it works. Other than Christmas, I mean, that is their biggest seller. So I see why. Yeah. You know, if it works, copy it. Oh, yeah. And every other everybody else is doing that for sure. Well, even the naming. How many streaming services? There's Disney Plus, Paramount Plus, Apple Plus. Apple Plus started it actually. Well, there you go. Innovators. Yeah, like that's Apple Plus more money. Let's call it Apple Plus. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing is, it hasn't cost us more money because no, because yeah, well, I bought a whatever. I bought a MacBook. Yeah, I had so. a f- I bought a phone, and they gave it to you when you bought the phone last year. So right. my year's up in another three weeks, but. I already have a family plan anyways with music and so it's it's right in there anyways. Right now they're not charging me for it. This is gonna charge it right afterwards. So like it'll cost me like three bucks a month. So you'll probably keep it at least through Ted Lasso, I'm assuming. Yeah, I'll keep it. I'll just keep it. It's not hurting me. For three dollars more, I don't I'm fine. But uh also part of this uh Disney Plus Day, we're also supposed to be getting a Marvel special look special. What that is, they haven't said as much. Like I said, Star Wars, we know we're going to see the history and the forthcoming uh, Boba Fett. But with uh, Marvel, all they've said is that they're going to kind of, uh, same thing, the history of the MCU and where they plan on going next. So cool. we'll probably see some small snippets, maybe a little bit more of Eternal. Right. But, you know, a lot of, you know, we'll probably see a lot of little snippets from like She-Hulk, Miss Marvel, all these shows that are coming down the pipeline real soon. Right. Um, you know, not to, I listened to something today on the way home. Uh, I'm kind of changing gears here. It's not news. It's, it's just a quick hit because it was an interesting thought that this was not my, th- my original thought, but somebody else said it. And I thought, what, what a really cool thing to talk about. Um, so what reminded me is we're going to get news from Marvel and maybe the announcements of what's going to come when, and maybe right. some hints at other things, right? We know that that COVID kind of messed things up a little bit in terms of timing for their movies and, and shows. Um, yep. As it stands, I think Shang-Chi was supposed to come out before WandaVision. Yeah, I think you're correct. And I also, uh, Eternals was supposed to come out before Shang-Chi. Yeah, like that's even right. So in the mess up, anyways, this this person said uh, on a different, it was a caller on some other show, um, so I couldn't, I don't know who it was because it was a caller. I don't, you know, it's not a famous person. But they mentioned that, that, you know, hey, you know, Shang-Chi was supposed to come out first and then WandaVision afterwards. And they brought up this point. Now, quick spoilers, if you haven't seen Shang-Chi, you know, hit pause or something for 15 seconds um, or whatever, 30 seconds. In Shang-Chi, the father, Wen, Wenwu, yeah, um, yep. heard from the darkness his wife calling him. And that's what gave him the his dead wife calling him to save. She didn't know he was dead. She thought she was being held captive. Right. Right. And that kind of caused him to go to the darkness. Right. At the end of WandaVision, she hears her kids calling. You're right. I'm not right. This, like, I want to be very clear of this was not my idea, but it was like, holy shit. What a, what a cool, like, was, is there a bigger darkness that's out there? I don't know. It, It could be nothing or it could be something. No, I think it'll turn out to be something. Marvel doesn't make mistakes or like that. Right. You know, 
they do it as an intentional. Well, it's just like, uh, well, not just like, but, you know, Black Widow was supposed to come out well before Captain, uh, Captain, Winter Soldier, Falcon Winter Soldier. Yes, thank you. Because Val was supposed to first appear there. Right. So when we saw her in Falcon, we were like, oh, she's back, huh? Yeah. Now, that one didn't really matter so much, but these things are connected for a reason. Right. So I fully believe that, yeah, that that scene in WandaVision, it makes so much more sense now. Right. It could be something calling another darkness or whatever. Yeah. So anyways... No need to beat the bush on that. I just was, uh, I thought it was a cool thing. And uh, it, you reminded me of it when you said Marvel. So little thing there. But uh, anything else we missed that I know of news, really? Yeah, what, we probably did, but. Well, our main cool. topic is kind of news too. One of our main topics is kind of news yeah, too. Yeah. So we'll, and that's, that. yeah, that's Marshall Lucas discussion, which was prompted a, a slight tete-a-tete with Michael and I. <laughs> and, uh, either WhatsApp or I can't remember. Oh, it might've been a Facebook post or something. I don't know. Um, all right. That being said on to our geek this week. Hey, I actually have something this week. I see that. It's very Star Wars focused. Yeah. Well, I caught up on a lot of my comics. I didn't get to Darth Vader, but I caught up on, uh, Dr. Afra, high Republic and bounty hunters, which is all of a tie in thing. Um, isn't it like a bounty hunter war or something. Yeah. Bounty wars, bounty hunters. Yeah. The bounty hunter war. And, the interesting thing, or I'll go back to Michael's uh, comment last week, filler, could be filler, depends how you read it. Um, it takes place between Empire and Return of the Jedi prior to Han Solo being at Jabba's palace. And uh, Han Solo cargo from Boba Fett was stolen from him. And he goes to find where it was. And uh, spoilers for those that haven't read the comic book. Michael, you can stop me if you don't want to hear this. No, I, I heard this just too. So you, you can keep going. Okay. So it turns out that it's Kira that has stole Han Solo. And she's making a bid to have Crimson Dawn come back. Um, oh. So it's interesting, but it's kind of like, boy, they're really kind of. And, and everybody kind of, not converges. They kind of come to this giant auction. Um, and that's where Dr. Afra's got to tie in. Uh, bounty hunters have a tie-in, obviously, for Boba Fett, and the Darth Vader series has a tie-in, tie-in with this. So they're they're tying it all in. It's a little, and there's a uh, oh, and a actual Star Wars comics. The 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 main thing is a tie-in in this too. So like Luke, or, or yeah, Luke, Leia, and Lando and Chewie are in it and all that. And I'm like, if they didn't put that part into it, it would be nice, right? Like, like it just seems weird to have those four there, and you know, clearly, and but like Jabba's there too. So it's like, all right, how are you going to write this where, let's say Boba Fett gets his cargo back and then takes it to Jabba again when Jabba is there, could have killed, I don't know. Um, I I don't know if I like this premise. It seems like a lot of shoehorning to do something and they're trying to fit things in. Uh, this feels more to Michael's point last week, filler. It's not, I don't think this is helping the story um, right. at all, uh, but I'm reading it. Well, you know, it can be done well. Let's 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 look back at you know the first volume of Darth Vader. Oh, it's great, right? Yo, it's fantastic, and that's that's where we first meet Doctor Afra, right? Black Kirk, or whatever his name is, right? You know, basically the the, the Wookie, yeah. And then, but also, you know, Triple uh, uh, Zero in BT. Yep. You know, we meet all of them then, and so that's. They become great characters. Yeah, I agree. And what I like about Afra is that she's a tertiary character and has her own adventures inside that world. It's not yes. necessarily going to mess with canon. This is just really weird to me. Yeah, I, I mean, I get why they want to bring them all together. And I, I I, do think on paper the premise of, you know, Boba Fett leaving with, uh, or yeah, Boba Fett leaving with Han, you know, what did he do? Did he go straight to... Uh, Jabba, apparently not. Like you said, his cargo got stolen. That is some fun area to play in. Mm-hmm. But like you said, I haven't read it, so I can't comment on it on its uh, value or how good it is. But bringing in Luke and Leia and Chewbacca and Jabba and all that, it's like, well, now now it gets a little iffy because right. how does that really fit into the canon now? 
Right. And, it, and like, I don't mind the bounty hunters being part of it. Like they're all trying to find Han, like, you know, Dengar and Bosk and. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes because sense. Because we see him in Empire. Right. And like, here are the uh, bounty hunters. They all look badass. And now you'll never see them again, except for Boba. Right. <laughs> right. Right. You know, and then there's some problems, right? Like if you listen to the end of Empire, if my memory is correct, I believe Lando says, I'll see you at the rendezvous on Tatooine. So they kind of know where Han's going already. I've, I right. believe he says that. I can't, rem- I can't remember. So anyways, you know, clearly Boba Fett's got to deliver to Jabba the Hutt. So I don't know. Like, like you kind of know where it's going to end anyways. Like it's got to right. be. It, so it's kind of like, eh. I like to see him like, you know, destroy all the other bounty hunters to make them like know that he's the scary one. And that could be like a little, little fight. Kind of like the Mandalorian where all the bounty hunters are going after him for the child. Right. Right. Um, but. Now, the Kira thing, interesting, maybe. I mean, she fights Darth Vader, too, and it's like, eh, he would destroy her. <laughs> like, it would not even be – he's, like, toying with her, and I'm like, why Why are you bringing Darth Vader? Like, these big main characters that are – like, Luke would go in there and tear the shit out of all of them. Right. Like, like, and get just go get hot. Just go there. Get them. You know, have them try to stop you. I mean, Vader, I mean, all you have to do is think of that whole scene – at the end of Rogue One. Right. Vader would come through and just fuck shit up. Right. There's no reason he'd wait. He's just, so there's problems. Anyways, but I, I did do something. How about you? Uh, I did actually a lot of reading this week. Um, I read Nine Stories by J.D. Salinger. It's not really geek-centric, but that's what I do with my geek time. Nine Short Stories by J.D. Salinger. Um, it's classic literature. I liked it. Some stories more than others, but... And then I, I started another short novel immediately thereafter. I'm already a third of the way through it called The Long Dry by Simon Jones. Again, not very geek-centric, just literature. Mm-hmm. Uh, watched first two episodes of Why the Last Man, which we will talk about. Not this episode. Because <laughs> I didn't watch it again. Because Joe has not watched it. Other than that, um, oh, just I've been playing my Wii a lot again. This, or not my Wii. I keep calling it my switch yeah. out a lot this last couple of weeks. For those that don't know, we was a video game. We don't want to get into a dark spot. <laughs> yeah. The Nintendo Wii. Yes. yes. Yeah. No, I, I've been buying this, uh, switch, or buying, playing the switch light that I bought from some pawn uh, shop. Cool. I'm sorry. What'd you say? Some bad pawn shop. <laughs> Joe's pawn shop. shop. Yep. No, I, I will say this. I definitely got my money's worth out of this thing. I, I play it all the time. Oh, cool. All the time. Yep, me too. I try to anyways. I can sit down in front of the TV and flip through a um, game, you know, a simple game or something, you know. Well, I've gotten obsessed with Mario Kart and not even against playing against other people. I've become obsessed with going through every level, like from the 50cc on up and getting not just gold medals in every circuit, but gold with three stars, which means you got first place in every single race. Right. And I'm up to the 150cc level and I can't do that because I guess I haven't unlocked the right cars. So it's it's become an obsession. Well, maybe this new game will give you an obsession. It's called Star Wars Hunters. It's going to be on Nintendo and connect players in a real-time battle settings, a la Fortnite, I think. Mm. Um, Really? I'm not into Fortnite. I'm not into Fortnite. I play... I'm not either. Um, I play a lot, a lot of Call of Duty Warzone, though. Yeah. But it looks like a cool game. I may get it because it's, you know, put Star Wars on it. I'll fucking buy it because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm an idiot. Right. I'm an idiot. So. and That's, that's, my, uh, that's my geek this week. All right. Well, we will jump into our main topic in a second. Uh, real quick, for those that listen, we are so thankful for those that have signed up for Patreon for us that, you know, thank you to our, our core listeners that have signed up. If you'd like to help the show out uh, in a monetarily way, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash kybercast. There are three levels, a dollar or $3 and $5 with various uh, things attached to those. So, hey, if you really want to help this podcast out in a, in a tip type of way, check out our Patreon page. Um, so yeah, that would be very helpful. You know, Joe, before we get into the main topic, yeah, 
we forgot some very important podcast news. Yeah. You're not, it's not ringing a bell? Oh, no, I am. I was waiting for you to just blurt it. Oh. Well, you can say if you would like. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I'm assuming you sent me a screenshot was on Friday, Saturday. Yeah. So I have to believe by this point in time, we have crossed 10,000 listens. Yes, we have. Which isn't, it's sweet for us. Like, listen, we're small. That's nothing for podcasts in real life. But to us, it means a lot. And it means everything to us that, you know, anybody even listens, especially what I think I'm thankful for. If I look at the data, there's a lot of core Grand Rapidians and Michigan local people. So that really is, was our goal was to be uh, the local source for the force. That's a rebel force radio thing. So I, I did not make that up. <laughs> Stealing. It's not, ours. it is not ours. It is not ours. I just, it just kind of came out of my mouth. Um, but there's source for geek stuff here in uh, Michigan. And uh, you know, so very, very thankful to all your listeners uh, that give us a chance every week. So very, very thankful. Michael, not so much. He's like, he just expects what? it. He expects it. He's going <laughs> to. <laughs> no, I am super. When you sent me that screenshot, I immediately showed Shaley. I texted to my friends. I'm like, look at this. I mean, yeah, you're right. It's not like we're not Conan O'Brien. All right. We're not getting 30,000 downloads an hour. No, hell no. But to us, yeah. it means a lot. It means a hell of a lot. Yeah. So what did, what, what, what did your peeps say? Like, that's it? <laughs> Actually, one of my friends said, I'm proud of you, D. Nice. I thought that was very nice. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's cool. It's a, it's a geek thing. No, exactly. We're not we're not running up the charts. It's not like Apple is going to call us up and say, hey, listen, we want to monetize this. Yeah, no. And, and that's not why we're here anyways. I, I, you know, we're not here to, we're not going to make money, but it would be cool just to get a further reach and, uh, but to, to be listened to and is, by anybody that gives us their special, their precious, you know, time is precious. So if you are, even if you're like painting a house or something and you got us on in the background, that's very, we're just thrilled, thrilled beyond belief. You, you would, exactly. You would I'm, I'm not going to base my happiness on the number of listeners we have. No, no. I mean, the fact, just doing this, I enjoy doing this. Right. If, you know, one, two, three, four people listen. Right. Not counting awesome. not counting Lugo. We're not counting. Well, yeah, yeah, he doesn't count. <laughs> he lives in Indiana. Now. Just because he has the number one show on this still. <laughs> I don't get that. I don't know. But good for him. Good for him. All right. Let's move on. Enough about us. Main topic. Number one. The what if Killmonger wins. I'll let Michael start. He loves this show. <laughs> I do. I do. Um, you know, I really liked it. I thought it was an interesting take on Killmonger because it does fit. During that point in time, Killmonger was working with the Special Forces. Um, now, him moving himself to where Tony Stark was. Yeah, he was not ordered to do that. But... Um, I see him doing something like that. You know, he's a thinker. You got to remember, they alluded to it. They came out and said it in the movie, but they they re uh, reiterated it here. That he also went to MIT. Okay, the guy is smart as shit. Right. So when he just happens to have, so spoilers if you haven't watched. So basically, the whole gist is, it's the beginning of Iron Man instead of Iron Man or Tony Stark getting blown up and captured by the Ten Rings. Right. Uh, when the shelling starts, Killmonger shows up and kills everybody and gets Tony out of there. So instead of an Iron Man, he and Killmonger get to work on basically, well. Drone versions of right. Iron Man kind of thing. Kind of like what we saw in Iron, Iron Man 2. Right. Only yeah. instead of Justin Hammer. Just, yeah, right. Hammer's vision. Right. Which kind of fits in. I mean, Tony gets there, you know. In Iron Man 2, you have, you know, um, Justin Hammer and uh, I can't remember his name now. Whiplash. I can't remember his Russian name. Yeah. But, you know, they have all these drones. Mickey Rourke, I call him. Yeah, well, yeah but that was at the end. <laughs> yeah, I, I want my bird. Give me my bird. But Where's my bird? You know, 
Tony destroys these drones in Iron Man 2, but he gets there too. That's the whole point of Age of Ultron. He, what's he create? The Iron Shield or whatever it is? Yep. Yep. So he makes drones too. They just look like Iron Man instead. So right. it's it's not a super leap to think that Tony would have gone that route because no. he did get there as Iron Man as well. Right. So um, all I have to say, I thought it was an interesting take. It was another way for Killmonger, Killmonger to do what he had always wanted to do, and that's get back to Wakanda and lead. Right. Take over world yes. domination. So I'm thinking you were met on it like every other episode. I, it's just a what if that's like that. Now I will say that out of all the what ifs, this is probably the most plausible. Like, like I find the story altering for me. Um, I think it was better than the zombie one. I could not stand the zombie one. It's like, I'm so far from that. Like, it's like, the, that, that, it's like a Halloween special or something. I don't, didn't need to see. Um, you know, to me, I like what I think about this one, what I, what I thought was better about this is what, if, what if one decision changes a thing that, you know, which I guess they all kind of are, but this just felt more plausible in the, in the world. It was okay. It's fine. He wins. I mean, I feel like all these is like bad shit happens. So like, you know, anything other than what really happens, then it's all bad. Well, not always. I mean, I in the Captain Carter episode, it, it still ends. It's basically, you, you think the Avengers are still going to form. It's just going to be with Captain Carter instead. Right. I did like the end of the Killmonger one with um, Cherie. Might be the new Tony Stark, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So I kind of dug that. I thought that was an interesting take. She just shows up and. Tony's office because Tony's dead. <laughs> right. But, you know, again, Pepper was going to lead the country or not lead the country, lead the company at some point. Right. We saw that. So it makes sense that she's there and she knows enough. And then, you know, Shuri's right there. Yeah. I mean, they don't all end super dark. and they, Most of them end on a possibility of hope. Except for the Doctor Strange episode, that one that was, was just that dark. was dark as fuck. It's still yeah. my favorite one. I would say it's the best one out of all of them so far. The Doctor Strange, yeah. Okay, I mean, well, I, see, on that we agree. Yeah, but I didn't. You know, it's still. Meh, I don't. Know. <laughs> I know it's still. To you, these just don't, these just don't resonate as they, much. They just don't, and I guess we have a Thor one coming up next, so like a humorous version, from what I understand. But isn't he already humorous? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't see. I didn't watch these. They released a teaser today for it. I didn't right. watch it yet. I just saw a headline like a more humorous Thor. I'm like more humorous. Like what, was he stand up? Well, you got to remember. Okay, but you're thinking Ragnarok post. You know. No, he says a lot of funny things. Even in the first Thor, okay, he just well, makes goofy, goofy little jokes, and he doesn't know he's joking, but he's it is kind of. Right, there is that. He's like, this coffee is good. Bring me more. And yeah. Throws the cup on the ground. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's Marvel. There's always going to be some fun. You know, yeah, it no should be. No matter what they that's do. Not... Absolutely. I agree. Wow. I agree. But, yeah. I, but obviously, the, the funniest and best of the Thor movies is Ragnarok. Right. But that's um, that's a, just such a good mix of comedy and action. It is. It is, but so I, I have to admit, I'm, you know, I've never been a huge Thor fan. Uh, I've liked the films. Obviously I love Ragnarok. So, um, I'm not super hyped for this new episode coming out, but I'll give it a chance and maybe it'll grab my attention. Yep. All right. That being said, let's go on to our second main topic for today. It is, um, so comments made by the ex-wife of George Lucas. She's finally talking. It's from a book, I believe, a book uh, from one of the producers of uh, like uh, Star Wars. And um, I don't know if you know if it's Star Wars. I think he did like uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark and some other stuff. His name's Howard Kazanjian. Um, it's the a producer's life. That is the book. And there's an excerpt on the book where they, Marcia Lucas, uh, George Lucas's ex wife uh, made some comments on um, 
not only the prequels, but the sequels. More negative towards the sequels, um, you know, and for those that don't know, uh, Marsha Lucas was instrumental, not just like the wife of, you know, George Lucas. Um, she's a, an extremely good uh, editor and basically saved <laughs> Star Wars and uh, editing. Because if you watch, if anybody watches uh, Empire of Dreams, uh, which I do. About <laughs> do again. Um, at least once a month. Yeah, right. Um, you know, she really helped reform that movie to get it to, to make sense because George was in a big time mess um, at the time. And so she's one of the editors. So she knows Star Wars pretty well, I would think. And she edited uh, Empire uh, and uh, Return of the Jedi. So she had her hand in all three. Right. Um, Didn't she even go uncredited in Jedi? Didn't she come in and help? Uncredited in Empire. That was it. I'm sorry. You're right. Um, and then in 83, divorced him. So after <laughs> after Return of the Jedi, uh, we're done. I'm done with your shit, George. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, her comment was this. Um, I'll read it uh, as a quote. Uh, I like this about Kathleen Kennedy. I like Kathleen. I always liked her. She was full of beans. I don't know what that means. Uh, she was really smart and really, she always says was in the past tense, which is odd. She was really smart and really bright, really wonderful woman. And I liked her husband, Frank. I liked them a lot. Now that she's running Lucasfilm and making movies, it seems to me that Kathy Kennedy and J.J. Abrams don't have a clue about Star Wars. They don't get it. And J.J. Abrams is writing these stories, which he didn't write them all. Uh, when I saw that movie where they kill Han Solo, I was furious. I was furious when they killed Han Solo. Absolutely, positively. There was no rhyme or reason to it. I thought, you don't get the Jedi story. You don't get the magic of Star Wars. You're getting rid of Han Solo? Now, I, I said that, and so I'm parsing this, right? So um, while I agree with a lot what she says, um, for the story that, Abrams put out for the first one, there was absolutely a rise, a rhyme and reason to kill Han Solo. There was definite reason at that particular, he made that a reason and it, and it, it worked for that film it was probably the most powerful part of that film. Um, and second, he probably wouldn't have gotten Harrison Ford back maybe if that didn't happen. Cause he wanted him to die in return of the Jedi. Right. Um, that being said, I do believe she's correct when she says that Kathleen doesn't really get, um, the Jedi story. I think Abrams does, but I also think he was under the thumb of Disney and Kathleen as well and why he didn't want to come back. And they kind of forced his hand at the end, probably paid him untold amount of money to try and fix it. Cause I, I listen, the trilogy is not good in terms of writing and where it goes. But I will tell you after seeing force awakens, when that first came out, I still liked that film and I was, I was hopeful for the rest. Was it perfect? No, but I don't remember people being really, really upset other than saying it was derivative, but they didn't say it was awful. Right. And I'm right there with you in that. I don't disagree that Han dying made sense in that film that was made. And also that we all know Harrison Ford wanted to kill Han off in Return of the Jedi. As part of the story, it works. Now, st- I still think that Kathleen and everyone else made a mistake by not allowing Luke, Han, and Leia to have their one last hurrah. Right. I I still think Han should have died, especially when you have Ben as the bad guy. It makes sense. I don't have a problem with that. But... I also agree that I think they came at it. I mean, yeah, they tried to tell the best story they could, but the simple fact of the matter is right, wrong, or indifferent. Well, mostly right. (laughs) George had a cohesive story through episodes four, five, and six. Well, one to one to six is a cohesive story. Okay. But he says he had the ideas for the prequels and that we they couldn't do it because the technology at the time. Whatever. Right. I read a lot of that as marketing. Four, five, and six, I 100% give him credit. 
Um, well, well, not to go back, but you, he did have outlines for all those characters. Like you, you'll see it in Empire of Dreams. Like he has books. Like here's the stuff I've written. Like it doesn't mean it was the same of what we what we got, but he had right, right. he had m- much like Tolkien created other things before he wrote the books. He like had this kind of world created and then distilled it down to stories. Right, right, and I don't doubt that Lucas had that. I mean, I'm sure he totally had the. I mean, it wasn't. Yes, it was a surprise to everyone when they saw Empire the first time, but he knew from day one, at least I'm thinking, that Darth was Luke's father. Right. And I'm sure he had, you know, good, you know, story Bibles, if you will, that everything that led up to who all the bad characters and blah, blah, blah. I'm sure he had all that. And I'm, But now, is that the same exact thing that ended up showing up in episodes one, two, and three? Probably not. I mean, there was... Right. What? Almost what, 25 years between the two. Right. Not 25, 15 years. A long time. So, all that to say, he came at it at least the first four, five, and six, he had a cohesive story he wanted to tell. You, If you want to make the argument that one, two, or three are there, fine, I'll even give you that. He at least tried to make a story. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but the latest trilogy is much more about the dollars than the story. Oh, I don't disagree with you there. Here, this is even now. The second quote is really the one um, that is more controversial, right? So this is quote number two, and this is a big one. Um, they have Luke disintegrate. Quote, I say quote. They have Luke disintegrate. They killed Han Solo. They killed Luke Skywalker and they don't have Princess Leia anymore and they're spitting out movies every year and they think it's important to appeal to a women's audience so now their main character is this female who's supposed to have Jedi powers but we don't know how she got Jedi powers or who she is it sucks the storylines are terrible just terrible awful you can quote me J.J. Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy talk to me that's harsh (laughs) shit now I added my own inflection obviously in that who knows but it seemed like that the way I read it it's like it was like her just like spewing that like um so now i'm gonna ask you michael like like did they pander to women because this this is a woman a powerful woman that knows her craft she's a creative person she's edited star wars she arguably knows it better than most and she's like now their main character is this female and and they think it's important to appeal to a women's audience there is that factor. I I don't feel like it was pandering because, well, and this is just me speaking for myself. I loved the mystery of Ray in one or not in one in episode seven and eight. And fact, eight was nothing, but seven, yeah. Well, eight. I like the fact that when she looked at herself, she just saw ref- never-ending reflections of herself. I that's was, fine. Perfectly happy with her being a nobody. You know. That's fine. I I also don't have a problem with them never answering exactly where she came from. I'll call that kind of like the mystery of like Wolverine. Yes, they've now gone back and told his whole backstory because. There's money. People can't ever let anyone be a mystery. Right. right? And there's money on the table. Exactly. I, I didn't think it was pandering. I just think, you know, a strong character is a strong character and an interesting character is an interesting character. The fact that she's a woman, fine. It didn't change my, uh, any, you know, why does it have to be a guy again, you know? Yeah, I just, I think what she's getting at is it was written as, uh, it wasn't written well enough and it was more pandering than writing a good story. I will tell you this, you know, we can debate this forever, but there's no way in the star Wars realm that she would have beat Luke in that little duel. <laughs> what duel in last Jedi where she's, and then she finally gets the, she knocks him down and she finally gets the lightsaber over his head. He would have thrown her through the friggin' <laughs> if he wanted to. Well, and like, she hasn't had any real training and she takes him down. Come on. I, I think that can be explained. Uh, no, I mean, it can't. I, I think it can because they they already established from the first film she was super powerful as a Jedi naturally. And Luke, remember, he ran off because he almost did kill his nephew 
I mean, we saw different versions on the take of how it happened. I believe he was very remorseful. And I think Luke um, was very cognizant of the fact that he almost let his emotions take over. He almost became a Vader. So in the duel we saw them have, I think he's hesitant to use his force powers because if he does, he's afraid he will become a Vader-like character. He is withholding on purpose because of what the potential could be. So that in that case, that's what I'm getting that. at. I get that. He prior to that fight, he just blew out that whole wall. <laughs> like, get out here, stop this, right? Like with right. in a blink, he blew that wall out. Yeah, but that's they, just a wall. It would have been much better if like she pulled the lightsaber out and he just grabs it out of her hand and says, Now let's talk. Like, like, fine, you knock me down, but that lightsaber's not scaring me. Like, you know, you're holding this over. Well, I, I I don't deny they could have improved the scene, yeah. but I, I think that can be explained, but it's the Mary Sue syndrome is really what is really what Marsh is saying here. That she had no she had no trials or tribulations to get that power. She had no really story around it. Now you don't have to know who she is, but she didn't fail ever. And any of three of them, she never failed at anything. That's a good point. So, in the classical hero story, then yes, if you're following the classic means, then yes, the hero has to fall and mm-hmm. fail to get back up. Right. She never failed in any of the stories. Well, that's because the stories weren't very good. Right, because they weren't written well. Right, right. I'm, so just, cu- I, I, I'm just curious, you on know. That, on that. I'm just curious, because there's a lot of people out there that, you know, would call... Let's say, let's say a, a guy wrote that, right? Let's say it's uh, Lawrence Kasdan said the exact same words, right? Would they call him like um, chauvinistic or uh, misogynistic, misogynistic uh, because of the appeal to women's thing? I think so. And I think, uh, I think you could say that about what her, you know, her, what she's saying as well. But, you know, you know, it doesn't excuse it, but. She is of an older generation, and maybe she feels that way, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, not to get into politics, but there are many people of the conservative ilk, many women that vote against their own interests because they might feel that women should stay at home and raise the babies and cook the meals and all that stuff. But I guess what she's saying is they intentionally said, we want to get more women to watch this. So we're going to write it towards women. Do you you think, do you think that was part of Disney's thing? Do you think that's okay? I mean, I I don't know if it was intentional as part of Disney's thing. I mean, yes, she's saying it is. Yeah. But what does she know? Well, she's a, she's a writer. She's done. I mean, it's just her take. It's her, it's, it's her, it's just her take, but her take's not any better than mine or yours. Of course not. Well, I would say it's slightly better in terms of star Wars, but maybe not so much. The last time she touched star Wars was 1983. Mm -hmm. So she wasn't in any of those meetings with Disney to say, I mean, that said, yeah, from a purely financial level, why would you want to cut out 50% of your potential audience? Right. But don't you think so, like so like the original Star Wars? Do you think it's male? Uh, I think it skews male. Why? But yes, we've well, never had the strongest person in that movie is is Princess Leia. Well, Darth Vader is the strongest person. Come on, you know what I'm saying. The strongest hero in that film is Princess Leia. Well, she's up there. No, she's the strongest one. She's the strongest hero. Han Solo is like all over the place. He's not a leader. And it, 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 it's very clear that she's a leader when they're in the death star. She grabs the gun and takes charge says, now get in the garbage. Like she tells them what to do within seconds and it takes over and actually saves their ass. Yeah. And you know, Luke is not powerful at all at this point. He's a kid, right? So he's not, he's, yeah, he's, our, he's, 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 he's our, you know, you, you, you latch onto one of those three characters as a guy is, you know, Luke and Han. And, but I think, just as easily a woman, a girl could watch it. And, and I don't think it feels male because you had such a strong female character in there. And it, I don't think it was written for anybody is what I'm saying. Yeah, but that's easy to say as a man. 
You're asking the wrong person. Yeah, we'd have to ask, you know, other women, clearly. And if you're a woman, please, that listens to the show, I'd love that advice. I, I, In my head and in my own mind, I just feel like that was, uh, like, I don't think he wrote Carrie Fisher's character to get more women. I don't think he wrote it to get more men either. He just wrote a very strong female lead that can save her own ass and didn't need these two idiots, (laughs) you know? Well, she did ultimately. Right. Everybody needed each other, which is family and hope. Right, right. No, I, I think he just wrote the characters as they are. Um, whether or not it's, a, you know, I mean, yes, I agree. She's a strong female character. Um, as to whether or not the show, the films, the original films are male centric, I still think they are to a degree. Um, uh, I don't know. Maybe at the time there was just less parents willing to like break that stupid gender thing. Like you got to play with pink stuff, kids and boys, you play with this stuff. Like you know, there's always parental things in there and all that kind of stuff. But I feel there was a lot of young ladies and girls that watched star Wars back then. I feel, I think I, I have no proof, but I mean, back to, uh, well, to, uh, Ray, I don't know. I don't know in that, I mean, there are lots and lots of female Jenny that we see in the prequels. Mm-hmm. Now, they're not really stars. Padme's strong. Not just, huh? Padme's a pretty strong character for women. She is. She is. But again, she's one She's one of like a, a trinity, including yeah. Anakin and Obi-Wan. Right. So. But even here, it's Rey and Poe. And Finn. Right. But again, the only shift is that Ray is the focus. Sure. Agree. Yeah. So, but is that pandering? I don't know. I mean, everyone's going to come into it. Everyone's going to come into it with their own bias. And she appears to be coming into it with hers. Doesn't mean she's wrong. Maybe that's how she experiences it. Um, but I think... Overall, she's right with most of her comments in that. Yeah. It's it's not a cohesive story, really. It's, I mean, it can't be when you have one writer, then another writer, then the first writer comes back. Yeah, I agree. Somewhat undoes what the second writer did. I mean, there, I, I find it hard to believe that there was a hard outline or even a rough outline that connected that all together. It seemed like a lot of stuff was made up on the fly. Yeah, yeah. I won't get into it. I yeah, we've we've beat it to death. I just liked talking about somebody that was maybe inside an inner circle of Star Wars, and um, were it was just interesting to talk about. Um, I, uh, somebody who knows George and clearly, uh, and pretty strong words. They weren't just like I just didn't care for him. It was pretty like this sucked, that sucked. <laughs> it was almost <laughs> as as if uh, her and Diaz went to lunch and had a conversation and came out with the same words. <laughs> that's funny so anyways that that uh that was some fun things to uh to read and and to bring up so um all right anything else that uh we want to talk on on marcia we done i think we're done there yeah i think i mean yeah. cool all right well in a few hours uh well 6 a.m because i remember pacific coast star wars um oh my gosh what's it called uh Visions, Visions Star yeah. Wars Visions will be released, and we will talk about that next week for sure. Uh, hopefully, between now and then, Michael and I can watch it. I think we'll probably fit it in somehow, some way. I'll probably have most of them done by Thursday night. You probably will. Um, so that'll do it for this week's uh, Cybercast episode. Michael, tell us where people can talk to us on the socials, and maybe even chime in on the Marsha Lucas was Disney pandering to women. Let us know what you think. And the best place you can do that is either on Instagram or Twitter at KyberCast. Or if Facebook is more your jam. Uh, jam. I can't believe I just said that. If Facebook yeah. is more your jam. Anyway, mm-hmm. if you're on Facebook, we have both a page and a group at the KyberCast. Cool. And if you'd like to help the show out again, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash KyberCast. But honestly, the best way to really help the show is to smash that subscribe button (laughs) on your podcatcher, tell a friend, rate the show, 
Let them know that they can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, all the ones in between. And one of the most important things, our website itself. If you don't want to even use a podcatcher, you can go to our website from mobile and or your desktop. Go to kybercast.com. All our shows are there. You can listen to it uh, without downloading any other software. Um, You can also check out our store. We have a shop. And I, I bought a mug this week, Michael, my Kybercast camping mug. I saw um, that it was it's pimp. I, yeah. I I approve. It's cool. Um, I yes, you know, I don't get this stuff for free, folks. We use a service that creates the stuff on the fly. There's a ton of them. You guys have always probably seen How these kind of things. How much was that mug, Joe? This mug, I believe, was six ninety five. I believe I can't something like that. Not too bad. Um, it's yeah, awesome. we just hit ten thousand. Uh, this is Joe. Yeah, yeah. You can buy Maybe. yourself a mug if you want. No, no, not at all. I mean, yes, I can obviously buy myself a mug. What I'm saying is, ten thousand listens. I mean, though it's small potatoes to me, you know, podcasts. That might be something worth rewarding our listeners. Oh, right. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Maybe we can think. We'll we'll talk about it. That is a good idea. We can think of something like that. Um, all right. So yeah, check us out again at, at uh, kybercast.com or kybercast.com slash shop to get your mug today, but maybe there'll be something in the future. Uh, so that being said, that'll end this week's episode. Join us next week when we get into Star Wars visions and anything else that happens during the week. Until then, this is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.